When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Great to have you with us this spectacular Wednesday Wednesday afternoon afternoon here in Melbourne town. It's one of those days where you just want to be out and about and enjoying life and Delicious. Uh, it is delicious, Bruce. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the days might be just a little bit sour for a few players at the moment who unfortunately have been delisted. Uh, some will have much better prospects of uh, continuing their AFL career than others. And based on what we saw in the first half of season 2022, a lot of people would think that Patrick Nash would probably have gone a long way towards securing another couple of years at the level of the West Coast Eagles have decided that's for the time being, certainly not the case. I don't know whether Patrick Nash thinks his time at the level is over and he's been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Patrick, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Commiserations on, on the delisting out west. That's right. No, thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, obviously, um, it was pretty disappointing, but, um, yeah, keen, keen to keep somewhere else. So, um, yeah. So it's in this extraordinary year that you played at the West Coast Eagles and there's so much going on, obviously, you know, with, with the impacts of uh, COVID and all the rest of it. You get through the first six or seven weeks of the season and how are you feeling about your place in the game and your comfort at the level? Yeah, obviously, um, getting, over, getting over to Perth was a bit of a unique um, journey for myself. I was at the Saints as well previously for that for three weeks and um, yeah I guess getting over there and playing straight away um, for me I, I probably wouldn't have wanted it any other way so got the plane on the Thursday and then played that cracky match and then ended up playing the first seven or eight rounds and um, yeah felt pretty comfortable at the level obviously um, had a couple patches where that I'd, I probably wish I could have had again but at the same time I still felt um yeah, then I guess I somewhat cemented myself in the team and then, um, yeah, to fall out of favour with the with Simo and, um, yeah, to go back to Waffle um, was a bit frustrating for me, um, but at the same time I still felt like I played some pretty consistent footy in, the, in that time, yeah. And, uh, Patrick, what, what was the explanation for why you mm. fell out of favour? Uh, for me, it was probably, um, speaking to Simo and the coaches, it was probably more my form. Um, I felt like, I probably dropped, I maybe had one or two games where my disposal probably wasn't up to it. And then, um, yeah, I'm straight away was, was straight out of the side. So um, that was a bit frustrating. Um, but, yeah, I guess I, for me it was going back to Waffle and sort of rectifying those issues, which I felt I did. And, um, yeah, unlucky for me, I probably, I, I, yeah, didn't get back in the side the first of the year. So, um, yeah. And when you self-reflect and you think back on it, do you, do you think you, you were given a fair crack at it? Um, I feel like, yeah, perhaps first first start of the year, um, they, it was probably helpful for me personally that there was a lot of boys going out with COVID. So I probably got those those seven or eight weeks in a row to sort of prove to myself and, and to everyone else that I'm probably good enough for the level. Um, but then probably second half of the year, I felt I, 
felt personally I probably played good enough footy in the waffle to, to get back in and, and did everything that Simo asked me to do in the waffle to get back in. But, um, yeah, unlucky for me. Unlucky for me, yeah, I couldn't. So you talk about the fact that some of the, you know, the kicking efficiency might have been an issue from a selection perspective. But I remember watching, I saw you play some schoolboy footy at Ivanhoe Grammar and uh, I thought that was one of your strengths. Clearly you've got enormous running capacity, but I thought your kicking um, was one of your stronger um, kind of suits. Was there, was it just a tempo-based thing? or Do you agree, were the numbers, I didn't look at your efficiency numbers, but were the numbers telling you that you weren't, you know, probably kicking the footy as well as you have generally become accustomed to kicking the ball? Um, I think there might have been there might have been a patch against Richmond where um, you yeah, had a couple of turnovers in a row, and it was sort of until that point it was sort of um, a bit hard for me, I guess, to get back on on the on Simo sign terms of my kicking. So um, I guess early in the year, Simo sort of said just go out and and do whatever you want in terms of my kicking, which which I did, and I felt I performed and and did exactly that. Um, it was probably more um, probably taking simpler options sometimes when I got, got a bit excited, <laughs> yes. excited there. <laughs> but you want to do it right. Like you, when you're out there, you, you get the chance and if the coach is saying take it on um, and you want to pull the trigger and back yourself, now there's a consequence if it if it doesn't come off, obviously. But um, did you feel like you had the licence to, you know, if you saw the 45 inboard and all of that sort of stuff, did you feel like you had the licence to take that kick on? Um, yeah, 100%. I think early days, as I said, particularly, um, Simo sort of let me let me play my own game. Um, it was probably more when when I had a couple couple of um, couple of errors. That's when he sort of reined it in a bit. And um, yeah, I, I tried tried I tried to, but as I said, I got a little bit excited sometimes there. But um, that's one of my strengths, and it's it's something that I that I'm going to fall back to because I feel like it's a real weapon and um, a strength of mine that that I can use to to help win games of footy for my team. So. Um, yeah, I, that's probably the reason as to why I, I kept doing it because I yep. felt like it was what we it was what we needed. And um, yeah, unfortunately for me, as I said, fell fell out of favour with it. And the system can be brutal. And when you're now faced with this period of uncertainty, has what you've been through uh, diminished the desire to get back in? Is it is it is has it become too hard in in some respects? No, no, I don't think at all. Like I think um, if anything, it's probably helped me. With this period, obviously last year being delisted by Richmond, it's probably helped me um, more focus on things outside of footy. So um, for me, that's that's whether I'm playing footy at the AFL level or VFL or sample or whatever it is. Um, I think for me, it's probably give me a, a broader perspective on on myself, me as a person, and um, as a footy. But as I said, I'm still got the hunger and desire to get back in the league, and um, I still mm. feel I've got. Plenty of strengths to offer at the level and the, at whatever club wants to. Yeah, that's great. And and have you got a plan? Have you got yeah, a plan yeah. of what's next and and how you get another opportunity? Yeah. So for me right now, it's just um, controlling what I can control, which is basically my training. Um, sort of my, my mindset right now is continue to have an AFL preseason, AFL off season. So I'm still running um, three, three, two, three times a week. Um, I'm running with a couple of the Richmond boys, so they've been helpful. Um, and just staying on top of things, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll let me manage her and, and pick a sort of figure all that out 
um, from now on in. Have you? Have you? Is there any sort of indication? I mean, we've just got through the trade period, obviously. So you know, clubs are now in that in that period of finalising lists and seeing what they've got access to at the draft, and then we get through that, and you know, we get to the pre-season draft, and they they look to fill the the, the holes. Is there a, any sort of indication at this stage as to um, how many? positions there might be up for grabs, what sort of market, you know, delisted free agents are going to be facing in the coming months? Um, I think it's probably just um, having conversation with my manager and, and, and clubs around um, whether I can get in, whether they see me playing at the level again. Mm. Um, for me, as I said, it, it's all about training and waiting waiting until I think it's November 3rd when the delisted free agency period opens. So, um it's waiting until then, and then yeah, obviously if that if that doesn't all work out, it's it's fingers crossed going back into the draft and, and even rookie draft, and then yeah, clear at the SSP. So um, for me, I guess it's just training and, and being patient, um, which is something I'm not very good at. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, yeah. It, it's getting through that, and um, yeah, fing, fingers crossed, and yeah. If you if you look around the league and you assess the other teams and the experience you've had against other teams, is there one? team in particular that you look at and think, you know what, I could fit in absolutely spot on perfect mm. with the way that the mm. style of play yes. and everything they do. Yes. Is there a team out there that jumps out at you? Um, I feel like the league as a whole is heading in a way where um, you sort of need those running and, and kicking type players, um, which is two of my strengths um, right there. So I feel like mm. for me, whatever whatever team, it's a bit of a straight bad answer you fellas, but whatever team wants me, um, I'd love to play for because I feel like um, the league's heading in a way where it's all about quick ball movement and and, and using and blokes have got to run and using your running ability. So um, I feel like I fit the strengths to yeah get back on the list and and hopefully play some consistent footy at the level. Mm. Talking to Patrick Nash. So, so on the year that you've had, that, that's all. What we've spoken about is all to come, mate. We wish you all the very best. You, you play eleven of the first twelve games for West Coast. You have that win in round four against Collingwood, which, which you know, the further the season went on, the more extraordinary that, that performance became. What was it like to be part of that group in the first half of this season with players coming in from everywhere? Some of those extraordinary scenes we saw early, the North Melbourne game when blokes are getting their jumpers presented to them out on the ground by, by Adam Simpson. What, what was it like to be part of that group? Yeah, it was pretty unique. Um I'm, I, you can probably include me in one of those boys. Like as I said, I got there on the yeah, Thursday and ended yeah. up playing <laughs> on the first on that that second sorry um, practice match against Freo. Um, so yeah, I guess getting over there um, straight away was pretty unique. Not knowing many of the boys, and um, obviously I, li- I live with Luke Shuey, the skipper, for the first six weeks, which was an unreal experience for me. Um, just meeting, I guess. Getting to know the older boys on the road um, probably helped a fair bit. Obviously, being at the Eagles, we travelled a fair bit. So, for me, I I loved getting on the road and um, catching up with all the boys and even just meeting all the boys we were playing with. Um, I think there was one against there was one against Brisbane where um, we, we didn't even know till the day of the game and I think Nida was even coaching that, that game. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty unique experience, but at the same time, like, I wouldn't change it. It was, um, it was a, definitely a massive learning curve and... Um, an unreal learning experience for me personally as well. Take, can you remember the Collingwood game well? Like when you got that win in the middle of all of the, you know, all of the challenges the group was facing from a from a you know from a select from a selection perspective. Can you remember what it was like to be part of that group that got over the top of the pies? Yeah, it was unreal. I think um, even particularly, I think it was Nick's first or second game back. So 
um, to get the win for for him and and a lot of the a lot of the older boys were out of that game, so I think it was a lot of the younger boys sort of um, really wanted to just go out and and play their natural game, which I felt that we did. Um, I felt like we played a lot a lot quicker brand can, compared to what we were playing previously, and it ended up helping us getting the win. I think um, Simo was pretty good with just letting us go out there and play, and um, I think a couple of coaches after the game said it was one of the better wins West Coast have ever had. So um, to, to do that and be a part of that was um, something pretty special. Well, mate, let's hope there's plenty more to come. Um, we wish you all the very best. It's um, it's a you know a challenging time. You you believe you're good enough, and uh, there's a handful of other blokes who have been delisted who think the same. They just need another opportunity. So, uh, Paddy, hopefully it comes your way. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, and all the very best. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, Sammy. Good, good on luck, you. mate. Patrick Nash, um, delisted from the West Coast. It was an unbelievable. When think about think yeah, it was about, and against Collingwood too. When you just the more the circumstances the unfolded and you think, hang on, they beat Collingwood. Well, that's where a coach is virtually irrelevant. When you're just bringing guys together, they don't even know each other and they're just playing around, you know, they're just coming together and meeting on the day of the game and all those things. And yet we will be critical if they, they bad times in that, those circumstances, ah, the coach is crook, they, they get rid of him, these players are rubbish, when really the preparation was Completely and utterly unrealistic. Shot to pieces. Unrealistic. And you play, so you're talking to like a kid like Patrick Nash who wants to back himself and take kicks on, and you're playing in a team that a is going like swimming against mm. the tide, but also they they don't know, they don't know each other. No, they don't know each other very well. They don't know each no. other's movement patterns and leading patterns. And you might look down the field, you're having a bounce or two like he often did this year, and you're sort of bouncing mm. off half back. And you look up and you see a bloke coming towards you. You might have only met him two weeks ago. <laughs> That's and right. you think, oh, I think he's going to cut in board here. I'll mm. go there. But in the meantime, he goes the other way and suddenly you turn one over and it goes back over your head. Mm. If, you, if you play another two years with that same player, you become completely accustomed to where he wants the footy and where mm. to put it and where he's going to lead to and all the rest of it. And plus, things change. Plus, Andy, what happens too in these circumstances, I believe, yeah. is that when you're out there and you haven't had that in-depth training and communication with the coaches, you might be able to play a role which you're not getting the opportunity to uh, show because you've had no instructions, you know, all those other things they there. they don't so, even know you. No. They know you. kick. We know. Now, obviously, across the entire season, they've come to a conclusion, Correct. well, he's not right for us. Yep. But yep. in those circumstances, yep. it can create a narrative about you that really... You, you, you dig yourself as much of a hole as much as you do get an opportunity. Uh, that's a good point, I reckon. It's-